You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rudkin from Newstalk ZB. Day two of the Rugby World Cup that has just wrapped up. Newstalk ZB rugby commentator Elliot Smith has been watching and joins me now from France. How are you doing, Elliot? Morning, Francesca. Good to chat with you after uh, yeah, day two in the books of the, the Rugby World Cup. Argentina versus England. England were down to 14 men after a red card in the 10th minute, but they've managed to pull through 27-10. Genuinely, one of the most shambolic performances I've seen from right. a Tier One nation from Argentina. In all honesty, that was really, really poor from a team that was tipped to win the game with 15 players. Um, they got kind of lucky with a red card that probably shouldn't have been, in my opinion. Um, through the course of the game, they, they you know they're playing against 14 for the duration, and then can't find a way to get on top of the. Uh, English throughout the entire game. The English through George Ford, drop goals, penalty goals, find a way to keep that scoreboard ticking over. And Argentina simply have no answer for it. Really disappointing performance from Argentina, who are one of the contenders to emerge from that pool. But on the basis of what we're seeing tonight, they're going to have a real tough time against the likes of Samoa uh, and potentially Japan later on in this pool. Um, England. Yeah, unheralded to an extent because um, they haven't performed well in recent times. But Argentina deli- didn't deliver tonight. England did, and um, that's a performance I think that will put the um, you know tournament on notice a bit from England. That you know maybe they're here to play, even though they didn't score a try in their twenty-seven points. Okay, other overnight results, Elliot. Yeah, look, Australia beating Georgia. Australia's played well for the first twenty-five, thirty minutes of. This game against Georgia, eventually winning 35-15. But uh, second half, I think Georgia probably had the better of it, to be honest with you, Francesca. They um, defended quite well. They, they took a couple of good, well-placed tries um, against the Australians. But um, relief for Eddie Jones that he's finally got a win uh, on the board. Um, you know, it's about five, six games into his tenure um, as Australian coach, at least the second time around. So... Went on the board for Australia. Um, not much try at home. About a couple of good tries in the uh, first half from the Australians. But, yeah, I don't see them being contenders for the trophy. El- elsewhere, Ireland's uh, far too good for Romania. They uh, absolutely pumped them. And uh, Italy, too good for the All Blacks' next opponent, Namibia. Um, and they, again, Italy weren't at their best, to be honest with you, uh, Francesca. But um, Namibia weren't up to much. So... Uh, if we're looking ahead to that match for an All Blacks perspective next week, I think the All Blacks have gone relatively confident they can uh, tidy up there and, and do the job and get five points out of that one. Elliot, how is the heat impacting players in the games over there? Oh, goodness gracious, Francesca. It is, it is thinking hot. And, you know, some countries are built for it, uh, some countries aren't, in, in all honesty. And, um, you know, it's been 34, 35 degrees, um, you know, last night in Paris. We're kicking off at 9.15. It was still bang on 30 degrees. At kickoff time, it had been 34 during the day. It didn't really relent um, for the duration of the uh, 90, 100 minutes that we played for again in Lyon today, where we are today at 34 degrees. And it's just been hot across France for the entire um, opening weekend of this tournament. And uh, it is tough to deal with. And as I said, some countries better equipped to deal with it just through human nature and and, uh, and evolution than perhaps others. And, um, you know, we saw today, um, you know, water breaks uh, throughout the games, 20 minutes, 40, uh, sorry, 20 minutes and 60 minutes into games. Uh, I think it is having a, 
a, a toll on things. The All Blacks, you know, I asked a couple of them last night how they found it. One said they thought they lost a few kegs, uh, kgs during the, the, the game last night, and another thing, it wasn't really a factor for them. But it is, especially if you're playing during the day, the heat of the day, uh, around 2, 3, 4 o'clock, uh, it's got to be um, hard to play with if you're not used to playing in that sort of heat. And, you know, Paris, uh, Latvia, sorry, France in September, not used to this heat. July is when their summer really peaks. This heat is unusual for them. And um, I think if you look at it, um, yeah, perhaps um, you know, players weren't equipped to expect this kind of heat um, at the start of the Rugby World Cup. No, no. I know that you were on a train with the All Blacks uh, just recently. What's the mood like amongst the team? And, of course, I think we've got Ethan Blackadder has been added to the squad. Yeah, he has been. Francesca, look, he's been added in for Moni Narawa, who has been ruled out now. This is a loose forward in for an outside back. That uh, The change has been made there. I, I think, honestly, that the All Blacks went in an outside back too heavy, so... This is kind of a wee bit of a recalibration. They've got injury worries in their loose board trio. Sam Kane, uh, back spasms, obviously ruled him out of the opener. Not expecting to rule him out for too long, but that is an injury worry for them. Shannon Frizzell may be back for that last pool game. So it makes sense to call in a loose forward. And Ethan Blackadder uh, wasn't fit for most of the year. He suffered an injury uh, playing for the Crusaders in the knockout phase of Super Rugby. If he was there, he would have been in the initial squad. So that's why they've gone back to Ethan Blackadder. The mood otherwise, to be honest with you, relatively upbeat. We heard from Ian Foster last night after the game, again today, confident they can sort out some of the issues um, that have plagued the All Blacks, especially over the last couple of games. Discipline, first game, three games of the year has been really, really good for them. Last couple of games has dropped off a cliff. To be honest with you, you know, 12 penalties conceded last night, uh, four France conceded on their own. So those stats are going to be really difficult to win you a test match if you're, uh, if you're the All Blacks. And they need to find a way to, sh- to use the modern parlance, show better pictures for the, uh, the referees. Because at the moment, they're not doing what the referees are wanting to see, especially at you know, scrum time. Ethan DeGroote conceded a couple of penalties uh, last night, conceded a couple in London as well. So... The All Blacks need to tidy that up quick, smart. They can't. They have a couple of games where perhaps, uh, you know, against Namibia, against Uruguay in group play, where they can sort of you know run out some some different combinations uh, and tidy up some of these um, issues that have been plaguing them over the last couple of tests as they move into the, uh, the knockout phase. Fingers crossed, assuming they beat Italy um, into this World Cup this year. Thank you so much, Elliot. Stay hydrated. Good to hear from you. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.